Before the show begins, I want to say thank you for taking the time to come listen to my show. I created this podcast to inspire women with children to follow their personal dreams. You know, a lot of us didn't get it right the first time around in life. And, you know, we may have our own families and children to take care of, but we still want to do something for ourselves, you know, whether that's start a business, go get that degree. You know, it's a variety of things that people may need inspiration for. So, yeah, this is the podcast for that. And my first guest is best-selling author slash business coach slash serial entrepreneur slash retired from nursing at 34. And Bird, she she's actually my personal business coach as well. And I thought that she would be the perfect first guest because she's that if you can see it, then you can be it. example that a lot of people need. Like if you can see somebody doing it, it makes you feel like I can do it too. So without going on and on, uh, this is season one, episode one. I'm sure you're going to be able to take some notes and learn something from this. And I'm hoping to inspire women with children. And if you really want to support me, make sure you follow me on Instagram at the money mom podcast and leave a review, inbox me, let me know how you like the show. All right, here we go, ladies. It has to work. It has to work. There is no other way. It has to work, and it's going to work, period. So, yeah, scared money don't make money. That would have to be my philosophy. Even if it's a lot of people doing it, so what? You do it and you make yourself stand out doing it. Because you do so much as a mother and as a wife and as an employee and as a sister and a and the daughter and I think that's where we kind of mess up because we should always keep keep dreaming big you know I think all moms should know that they're a life giver you gave life for a reason the love that we have for our kids I think it overpowers everything how do you think it went overall I mean we both did good I didn't cry you didn't cry (laughs) (laughs) we should be ashamed of ourselves what kind of mothers are we that was kind of fun (laughs) we talk about everything else Let's talk about money. Lakila, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Lakila. Everyone calls me Bird. I am from um, Flint, Michigan, hometown, born and raised. I am now residing in Detroit with my husband, my daughter, and my little puppy. Well, he's not a puppy anymore. He's 15 years old, but my dog named Pierre. Um, I am a um, serial entrepreneur. I'm a retired nurse. I am an author, and I am a homeschooling, world-schooling mother. <laughs> yes, Lakila does it. Well, Bird does it all, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, would you like to tell us a little bit more about how you earn a living? Because you're a retired nurse at this point. Right, right. Yep, I actually retired from nursing um, last year at the very, at the beginning of the pandemic, actually. Um I was, I've been a nurse for, it'd be 12 years this year, because, you know, once a nurse, you're always a nurse, kind of like a gang. <laughs> but um, I uh, retired from nursing when I realized I always wanted to just write full time. That's what I've always wanted to do my entire life. But, you know, growing up, you always hear it's not a real job and you need to have a real career. So I wanted to do nursing too. So I went into nursing, but writing still um, held my heart. So I've been saying I was going to branch off and write full time eventually, but I just kept putting it off and putting it off. 
And I think it was more so of the fear of um, not having that regular steady paycheck that I knew I had with nursing. You know, it was like, I knew, I know when I go to work, I work this many hours and I get this much money. And thinking about doing it, being a writer, you don't get that luxury of knowing when you have um, a check coming in all the time. So it took me a while, even when I was making more money writing, I was still nursing because I was just too scared to leave. And it's crazy because I know the pandemic, um, as awful as it's been, it has been an eye opener for a lot of people. And it was mine. And um, I was going to work and, you know, I was doubling up in a mask and I was coming home and stripping at the back doors and hurrying to shower so I won't get my daughter sick. And it had became it had became so draining that um, I was coming home depressed and I was crying in a car and I was stressed out and the jobs didn't have any more masks for us and no hand sanitizer. And I was driving all around the town looking for hands. It was really bad. And so I said, you know what? Maybe this is my time to just go ahead and say, I'm going to start writing full time. And um, so I decided that I was going to step away from nursing then. And at that same moment, um, I had a friend who called me and was asking me a bunch of business questions. And she said, you know, you always giving us business advice. You're always telling people how to start businesses. Why don't you start a company where you do this? And I said, you know what? I know, no, it's okay. I'm writing and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And um, I said, you know what? She's right. I'm going to do it. So I ended up um, going ahead and starting Bird Brain, which is a um, business consulting company where I help people start their businesses. I, I focus on micro businesses instead of small businesses because a lot of people don't know there's a difference between micro business and small business. And um, so I started doing that and then I continue to um, write full time as well. And so now I make my money from doing the business consulting as well as um, writing full time. What's the difference between a micro business and a small business? I didn't know. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. So a small business can technically make like up to a certain amount of money. And it's like in the millions, like you could make millions of dollars and still be considered a small business. Um, And a micro business can be one that can just make like $25,000 a year. A lot of people think like if you make 25,000 to 50,000, you know, you considered a small business, but not technically, you're kind of considered a micro business. Okay, didn't know that. Yep. <laughs> Bird, do you have any investments? Yes, I actually do. Um, I invest and I have what's called, um, I don't know if you ever heard of an IRA. I've heard of it, but you know. Yeah, so, and um, there's um, IRAs and then there's also, it's, it's kind of like a 401k, but it's like business owners. Okay. And then um, also I have um, stock. Okay. Do you do like the... Day trading on Robinhood? Oh, um, no, I don't do any day trading. Um, that that sounds like a headache of his own. <laughs> um, I, but I do do my um, I buy off of uh, Robinhood. Okay, Bird, what's the best and worst financial advice you've ever been given? <sighs> oh man, let me see which one. <laughs> um, I would probably say the worst financial advice I ever was given was actually no financial advice 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, growing up um, in um, a lot of black communities and a lot of black families, we don't really talk about money that much. Um, it's kind of like nobody really understands credit. Nobody really understands the value of money. And um, when I turned 18, like even high school didn't really teach me anything about credit and neither did my mom. And so like the only thing you kind of hear is, you know, get you a bank account. And next thing you know, you got a bank account that's overdrawn and you don't really know how to manage it. You don't really understand writing bad checks. You don't understand any of that. And so um, I would say not receiving any financial advice is probably the worst because I didn't know what to do. And luckily I didn't ruin my uh, credit like I know a lot of people did at 18 I didn't make it better but I didn't you know get a bunch of credit cards thank God but um I, I, I just try to make sure now that I don't do that with my daughter you know right what's the best advice you've been given the best advice I, I was given was to have something to always fall back on always have something to fall whether it's a trade whether it's a um, career, whether it's a savings account, no matter what it is, try to have something to fall back on because you never know if what you're doing is going to be enough or if something happens and even you get sick or, you know, you can't do something anymore. What are you going to do to have to fall back on? Mm-hmm. What is the best decision you have actually made with your money and why? You said the best decision? Yeah. Putting it in IRAs, um, just so I can, because with IRAs, you know, you have a lot of, it's kind of like, you know, like with 401k, you could put so much in there, you can write it off on your taxes. You could do the same thing with IRA and being a business owner you, and um, also putting it into stocks because, um, I mean, if you're going to save money, you might as well try to and get some more from it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say putting it into some stocks and putting it into IRAs, um, is definitely some of the best. I used to always think that saving it was the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't really matter because the banks weren't really giving that much interest. So just to be able to put it and see it, make more money. Like that was probably the best thing. Right. I yeah. I've recently learned about dividend stocks myself. Yes. I'm yes. like, um, yeah, that can definitely place a typical <laughs> savings account because you're you know what I mean like the dividends yeah. are higher <clears throat> uh third what is the worst thing you've actually done with your money and why worst thing I ever done with my money was get a car with a super high interest rate I had no how was I maybe I think I was about 19 um I had a I went and bought bought a car, didn't understand what interest rate was, didn't understand any of it. And I just went and ended up, I think I ended up with like a 23% interest rate on a car. I had no idea what that was, what that even was. Um, (laughs) And so I'm just like, okay, 23%. Okay, cool. And, you know, learning about interest right now, you'd be like, oh my God, like now you couldn't get me to get a car over like a 1% interest rate. So it, it was that was probably like the worst, like just going to get that car. And I'm like, I had no idea. And like, nobody ever said anything about an interest rate. Like, I don't know yeah. what that is. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you spent the next few years paying for that. <laughs> hey, I, I think you got repo. Oh, well, there's that. <laughs> what is the biggest conflict you face balancing work and personal life? No, I want to stop. Hmm. 
yeah, knowing when to stop. Um, just knowing when to just hang it all up and be like, okay, I'm done working for the day and and call it quits because I just I just can't seem to do it. Mm. And like um, with my daughter, I, like even traveling, like if I go on a trip or something, I'm like literally always taking it with taking work with me. Mm-hmm. So that's probably like the worst. Like I'm in the car heading like if we're just going to drive up to flint to see my family i'm literally taking work if my husband's driving i'm literally taking work with me to do on the ride yeah so <laughs> i just can't seem i just can't put it down i'm in the, I'm in the bathtub like with the <laughs> with the tablet up like taking classes on <laughs> i just can't put it down just can't seem to put it down because it just doesn't ever really feel like it's enough hours in a day so i'm always trying to use every little bit of time so that's probably the worst but i had to learn like okay when it's time to stop you gotta stop because i would literally work from sun up to sundown if i could and now that i have a daughter i you know i can't do that so i try to make sure that i i don't always want to have my laptop or anything in my face when we're um working i mean when we're together because you know it's like mommy you worked all day now you're working all night too right but it's kind of like a um a good thing because that to me that means like you're passionate about what you're doing yeah but to her she like look you've been upstairs all day working it's time to play barbies you know (laughs) so right so i have to be like okay you know what you're right so you know i've learned to to balance it um with her you know with um so i'll do things like okay so today i'm mommy's gonna work for an hour and then when i'm done working for an hour we're gonna play an hour and then i'm gonna work an hour and we're gonna play an hour so i literally like we'll go back and forth like that Mm, that's what i was reading about that earlier a lot of people who work from home they take that like they work an hour and do an hour off yeah yeah it it works so much better because then she she she's not being (laughs) neglected technically and she's 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 the only child, so she has like a lot. Of, she gets a lot of my attention, and she's not used to me working from home mm-hmm. because you know I've always been out in the nursing field. So now that I am working from home, it's like, okay, you working from home? That means we could play all day. Like, no, no, <laughs> doesn't right. mean that. So yeah, and then I had to hire an assistant too. Hire an assistant was probably like the best decision. That was one of the best financial decisions I ever made too. Um, boss goes. <laughs> I can't wait to be able to do that. I, I didn't want to. I was like, you, I'm so cheap. I'm like super, super cheap. Like my daughter think everything I buy is like either from five below or uh, the Dollar Tree. Like uh-huh. I'm super cheap. And um, I just kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. And and I said, you know what? When you spend more money, you make more money. And that's just the way it goes. And now that I do have my assistant in place. I have her doing things that was taking so much of my time. Now I have time to focus on other things to make me more money. So now I can literally make her, because I pay her bi-weekly, I can literally make her bi-weekly salary in like two days Mm. because I'm able to focus more now on actual work. Okay. Now for future references from myself, how do you go about finding a personal assistant to help you with your it child? It was so hard. I am like, I don't want, I ain't want people having my passwords. Uh-huh. I'm like, and you know, everybody like, oh, just go online, you know, get one of them virtual assistants from India. I'm like, that ain't going to be all on my Facebook and stuff. But um, <laughs> what I ended up doing, I actually used my god sister. 
Um, okay. She was working at the post office and she decided she wanted to step away for, um, you know, a better mental space. It was a lot going on mm-hmm. and it was just like divine time, you know, and mm-hmm. it was just like, okay, you know what? You at home. How about you work for me? <laughs> wow. And, uh, you know, I found out I'm like, how much you make? Okay, let's let I'll pay you that. <laughs> and um, it actually worked out pretty good. But if I did not have her, um, I would definitely first I would look through my immediate circle first. Um, and it would definitely have to be somebody that if I decided to um, not want to use a virtual assistant anymore, that they will be able to have a job that they could go back to or or something, or I could help them find a job that they could go back to. So that would be the first thing. I would look at my media circle of friends and family. Um, I would see who's the most computer savvy. Um, I would see who's the most business savvy. Because a lot of people, excuse me, a lot of people want to um, be in business, but they don't want to start a business technically. So those are kind of like the best people because like, you don't have to worry about them trying to leave you to start their own business. They just want to be a part of your business. And that's like the perfect thing because you're building together. So they're a part of your team. And, um, so I will first just find somebody in my media circle, see, you know, somebody I know I can trust, somebody that's easy to train, somebody who doesn't take things so personal and just kind of give it a try run. Okay. Bert, what does self-care look like for you? What do you like to do just for yourself? You know, it took me, um, I'm sorry, I'm drawing all these questions. (laughs) It it took me a minute to actually learn that. Um, For the first, I want to say, four or five years of my daughter's life, um, I focused so much on her and my husband you know, making sure that everything revolved around them, that it got to a point where I didn't even know what I wanted to do anymore. And um, I had to take a, I had to take a break from, from mothering and being a wife and just say like, what do Burr want? Like, what do Burr like doing? I didn't even know what I like doing anymore. Like I literally was like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. So now um, that I did take that break and I, and I do know what I like. So self-care for me is actually um, just being alone just literally being alone, turning all the lights off, turning the fan on and literally just meditating. And then, um, for, I like to also go out and to the gun ranges Mm. and, um, my husband is NRA, um, instructor. So, you know, I could do that too. So he's, he taught me, um, how to shoot and everything. And then I want to eventually get into archery. I've been trying, but with COVID, you know, I'm really interested in archery. Um, but really just, it used to be reading, but since I'm a writer now, it doesn't really work anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but really just sitting down in a place all by myself with no noise, no people, no nothing, and just breathing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Burr, what is archery? Um, you know, with the bow and arrows. Oh! Oh, bow and arrows. Okay, yeah, I, I really, know that. really, I really want to uh, learn how to shoot bow and arrows. <laughs> and you also stated that you took a break from being a mother and a wife. Yeah. What did that break consist of? Basically, it was just like, you know what? No, I'm not going to take you to the park today. <laughs> no, I'm not going to cook today. No, I'm not cleaning today. Nope, I'm not washing today. No, I am not. It was literally like a whole week of no, no. No, no. You know, I'm going to give you what you you need, 
but I'm not finna give you what you want because it was to the point where like, you know, my daughter's homeschooled. So every other day it was a field, a homeschooling field trip or, you know, a, a field trip with her girlfriends or a Girl Scout meeting or, you know, my husband, he's a, um, He's a pescatarian, so he only eats seafood and vegetables. So it was, you know, oh, my God, I got to look up this recipe, figure out what I'm going to cook for him. Mm. Oh, my God, I got to go to the grocery store. Every I was going to the grocery store three to four times a week mm. just to get him fresh vegetables and fresh this and fresh that and just to be able to like oh my god I gotta cook like it was my routine was so predictable my friends to be like if anybody want to find you they know exactly (laughs) (laughs) and it was just like everything was just revolved around them so it was just like you know what no I'm not cooking this week you gonna have to figure out what you're eating this week no Mm -hmm. I am not going on no play date this week we gonna sit home and play or if you're going on this play date you're going I'm not going to I'm not going to sit and talk to moms you're going to go with her and y'all gonna go over there and y'all gonna play and she gonna bring you back home no I am not doing this no I'm not. Mm-hmm. so it was literally just a week of that like what do I want to do and then when I did that I realized I didn't do nothing like I literally sat there like what do I do I don't mm-hmm. do nothing but revolve I mean and there's nothing wrong with you know revolving your, I mean having your children as a center in your life but like what about you yeah. You know, what about you as a mom? Like, you know, you ever drop your kids off somewhere and you be like, oh, you know, they finna be gone for the weekend. You get home and you're like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> so, so for me, that was a problem because it was like, I don't have anything for me at the end of the day. What's for me? What's for her? So then I had to, you know, I, I mean, literally, I, I don't watch TV. I don't watch movies. Like, I don't do anything. Mm-hmm. So I had to be like, okay. So now what would I do if I had some alone time? What do I? And it even got to the point where, like, I mean, my husband agreed where I would take one night out of um, the month and just get a hotel room and just lay in a hotel room all by myself, eat pizza, whatever I want to do, and watch TV all along with no interruptions from nobody. And you feel like that helped you? Oh, my God. Yes. At first it was guilty. It was so guilty. It was like, I'm sitting here eating pizza and cookies and lay down in this bed and my poor child at home with her daddy probably being bored and and I'm sitting here sipping on Moscato and and having me a little good my best friend she had her room too she was on the other side of the room we both in there you know we in there she eating crab legs you know we like man this is we should be ashamed of ourselves what kind of mothers are we but but after that after when I woke up that next day I said "Ooh, I need to do this every month every month just to release and just be like oh I'm a human I'm me I'm I'm actually a person I'm here because you do so much as a mother and as a wife and as an employee and as a sister and a, and a daughter and and you just get so caught up in all of this that it's the, nothing left for you right so you gotta find something for you right even if it is just a hotel room with pizza yeah just and for just for a night just for a night kick them feet up put that phone on do not disturb do not call me unless a child break her leg and if she break a leg don't call me to get to the hospital and they do the (laughs) (laughs) x-ray bird do you have a philosophy about money you know what i would probably say no i don't but I, i i know a lot of people probably hate to hear like when they be like money can't make you happy i don't believe that i believe money can make you happy um, I believe that is how you spend your money 
and who you spend your money on that's going to make you happy but money definitely can make you happy okay bird how are how old are your kids my daughter is six going on 26 <laughs> i'll be looking at the statuses i'm like i know she did not do that you know what some of the stuff i'll be like i need a camera on a helmet and just walk around with it all day because she really just be like on the boom she calls her I, I she thinks her father is her husband or something and she, the way she call him and talk to him checking him asking where he at <laughs> If she want to know, she's so, she's so, she told me she's not getting married though. Okay. But she is going to have children. She's a planner. And I, and, and yeah. And I said, you're going to have children, but no husband. She said, no, he's just going to be a baby daddy. I said, oh. And she said, yeah. I said, I she said, and then I'm going to live in a house and he's going to pay for it. I said, wait a minute. I said, how are you going to do all this? I said, why don't you want to get married? Oh, because I don't want to kiss. I said, oh. <laughs> I said, well, you can get married and not kiss. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> like I think she, about it. And she's gonna live four blocks away from me, so I can take care of her children, so she can help me take care of her kids. Wow! <laughs> yeah, so she has it all, all planned out. <laughs> Bird, what financial goals do you have for your family, and how do you intend to get there? Um, we we actually have we do all our financial goals together. Um, me and my husband, we sit down with them and do them together. Um, so right now we are in the process of fully paying off our house and paying off our last car. We just paid off one of them. Um, so our goal this year is to um, completely pay off our house and to completely pay off our second car and um, to also um, put more money into our IRAs and to buy more stock and some more real estate um, for um, rental properties. So we actually have quite a few things going on. My husband is a mortgage broker. Mm-hmm. So um, he has, you know, all the little dibs on money and, and, and how to buy real estate, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. So I leave that much up to him. But um, on my end, I just make sure that I contribute um, to the household um, while he does the majority of the big bulk of it. And uh, we just kind of team up and we work together and we set a plan at the beginning of the year and we work on that plan every single month until we reach at the end of, at the end of the year. How long have you two been married? Oh my God. Don't embarrass me. <laughs> I've been married. Seven years. Seven years. Seven years. <laughs> How many? Seven. So, um, married seven years and we've been together 10, 10 years now. 10 years now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just don't ask me what our anniversary is. It's, it's like June 26, 27, 28, 29, something like that. It's in the summer. <laughs> it's in the summer. <laughs> it's, it's between the 26 and 28. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, we have been together 10 years and we've been married seven. Did you always work together financially or is that something that no, took time? No, no, no. Um, to me, I've always been, uh, I was married once before. Um, this is my second marriage. And when my first marriage, my husband liked to run everything. It was never like, okay, we're going to sit down and we're going to talk about this. It was kind of like, I'm spending this much money and you spending this much money and you're going to pay this and you're going to pay that. And, and I always made my own money. So it was just like, okay, well, you know, I pay this part and you pay this part. But there was really no goal set together. It was always kind of just like, oh, we gonna, we, we need another car. Okay, we're going to get another car. And then. And he just said, I'm going to go get another car today and I'm going to fix my credit and we're going to work on your credit. It was never really like 
together. And then so when I got with my now husband, um, I still was kind of on my own, like, you know, like, oh, no, I'm not moving with you. I still got all my own stuff until we actually moved together. Then it kind of started with the, okay, you're going to pay this and I'm going to pay that. And then right away we got into, you know, oh, no, we got to do this together. And, you know, we got to build credit together and we have to do this and this together. So um, it was in the beginning, it was kind of rough because I wasn't used to it. I've always been used to just doing everything on my own. And, um, but then when I finally was just like, okay, I'm gonna let him take the lead and let him sit down. And if he has like a realistic goal and, you know, then that's going to work. But in the beginning, you know, of course, me and they want to take over everything. That's just what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And, um, in the beginning it was kind of, it was kind of rough for the both of us because he wanted to just do it all on his own and make all these plans on his own. And then when they didn't fall through, he wanted me to help him fix them. Mm. <laughs> and what, what was I in the planning process? You know, but uh, after that, it was like, okay, you know what? We have to really do it together or it's not going to work. And, you know, so we sat down together and we started making plans together. And that's when things finally started to definitely shift, you know, credit scores into the 800s and and new cars and brand new houses and and all that stuff when we sat down and actually worked together. But when we didn't work together, it was just kind of like, oh, let me help you fix the mistakes instead of us planning them together. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Burr, what advice would you give to any other moms that want to get into your industry or pursue your way of earning a living? Contact me, girl. No. <laughs> um, I say if you're going to, if you want to get into business consulting, um, do your research. Do your research. There's so many uh business consultants out here. I'm sorry. That's okay. There's so many business consultants out here who um give so much false information. And um, just make sure you do your research if you're going to do it. Do your research. Take classes. You you have to pay for classes. You can't get everything for free, you know. So go ahead and take those marketing courses. Do whatever you got to do so that you can be the best for your um, clients. If you want to get into writing, just write, 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 write. Don't wait. Don't hold it up. That book is not going to write itself. Don't regret it. Um, don't be 90 and be like, you know what? I wish I would have went ahead and wrote that book. Just go ahead and write it. Write a little bit every day, write a little bit every month. It doesn't matter. Just go ahead and try to get that book out and just believe in yourself. Write the book for you. Don't try to write it for the money. Write it for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Barry, what's one thing you think that all moms should know? That it's okay to be a little bit selfish with yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. And um, I have a segment on my show where we give advice about various things. It can be something silly or it can be something serious. And Bert, for, with you, I wanted to ask, do you think that someone's environment can hinder them from being successful? I say if you let it, if you let it, um, okay. you know, um, Growing up in Flint, you know, everybody kind of just always kind of count us out. You know, they think like, oh, when you in Flint, you ain't going to be able to do nothing. You ain't going to be able to get nothing. I did move out of Flint um, on my own. And that was just um, a choice I made because of the schools I wanted to go to for nursing. But if I would have stayed in Flint, I still would have done everything that I wanted to do. Because Flint, regardless of what is going on it is a big college town so there was a lot of colleges to choose from to go to school for nursing um 
but I chose to leave on my own. I packed up everything on my own. So I believe if you let it, it will. And we have to stop letting our environment and our past and especially our, you know, what our parents didn't do for us, um, hinder us from being able to move forward in life because, you know, we're adults now and what excuses do we have? You know, um, soon as I turned 19, I literally, um, I went to school for CNA before I left Flint. So I had my CNA certificate. I packed all my things up at 19 and I moved, um, up this way and by myself, find a job and never look back. And I just kind of been doing everything else on my own. And it was just because I wanted to. So regardless of your environment, if you have the, um, motivation to do it you can do it you know regardless of where you are you know we have a lot of I have a lot of friends in Flint who are doing great great things and some of them right there from home you know what I mean so um definitely um it can if you allow it to but it's all if you allow it to literally Mm -hmm. would you move back to this area no (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I I wouldn't move back well now that I'm married my husband's from Detroit so okay um, but um no I wouldn't move back there I've been actually trying to get my mom to move back there I have um both of my brothers died and got killed in Flint so it's kind of just like eh, you know but um no I will move back I will move everybody here (laughs) because I I don't have any family here so um but no I wouldn't move back home Uh, sorry about your brothers too Uh, thank you All right. Well, thank you for your time. I appreciate you being a guest on my show. This was a really good interview. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. I'm sure somebody uh, takes some notes, some useful notes from it. I hope so. Yes. You have officially been coined a money mom. Thank (laughs) you for your time. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much.